0: And um, welcome back to the Toronto Real Estate Podcast. Uh, my name's Ed Layton, and I work with my wife,
1: Cheryl Layton.
0: <laughs> and we form a team that is now rebranded called uh, Layton Homes. We um, have a website, laytonhomes.ca. Uh, we both work for or with the brokerage Keller Williams portfolio. Realty here in what is still sunny Tarana, Ontario.
1: Bit bit nippy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's getting summer's passing by. Summer's passing by, and actually, that's kind of uh, you know uh, key to what we'll be talking about today: is how um, some areas of the real estate market have been um, found a little bit of balance, maybe um, over the summer months, where they had a, a year that was. Um, a tiny bit in flux and a little bit unstable. I'm talking particularly about uh, uh, new and resale condominiums if you're an investor, a buyer or a seller. So um, Cheryl, um, what do you think has been going on with condos generally over the summer?
1: Um, I think there have been a lot more condo sales Uh, Mm. than um, the low rise segment yeah Um, but you know I think it's it's really been quite typical Uh, it's been a typical July and August normally you know the summer months do slow down yeah and I think that's really happened uh, more than ever this summer because you know we did we had a very good summer it was very warm yeah. And a lot of people uh, were double vaccinated got out there. And you know uh, the lockdowns were lifted and we just wanted to get out there and have some fun.
0: I mean, the, the big picture on it though, is that, you know, we went through some quite big growth across the board in real estate. And it, it seems that if you look at a lot uh, across the last six months, uh, prices are holding firm at, at record highs. I think the you
1: know we're, we're
0: well over a, a, a million dollars, um, you know, in average for a, a condo or, or a freehold home. You know, you look at the, uh, the where we were two years ago, you look at August of 2019. And you know the overall market in the GTA nine oh five four one six has gone up by about thirty five percent. I mean that's about you know on the on the on the average is about two hundred seventy nine thousand dollars. I mean even relative to what you know the twenty year trend on real estate appreciation was, we're you know we're we're something like you know. Uh, we're north of you know $150,000 in appreciation. So, what we've seen over the summer has been kind of interesting, um, in the sense that people were worried about value certainly in freehold holding, uh, and they have, uh, even though listings in August fell to something you know, tune of 43 percent. I mean, which was is, is down significantly yeah, in the 10 year averages, I mean, right? I mean,
1: there was definitely a lot of, um, push uh by the press out there that you know the market was uh slumping in august um but as we have explained on this podcast a few times it's how you um portray those figures and yes of course the market has slowed down considerably in august if we're down um on new listings by 43 percent
0: yeah i mean normally as, you know, we, we we come out of the um, summer and go into the fall, so that period that's sort of August to November, prices usually go up, I mean, if history teaches us anything, by about 5%, it's like a good time to sell, right? Um, analysts, however, are saying that this market, because of all of the variables that we'll go on and talk about in this podcast, are predicting that Q4 could go up, actually, another, maybe as much as 15 to 20%, uh, yeah. which is... Quite staggering, um, but I think it's 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 with good reason that they're kind of saying that. I mean, we just went through a, a federal election where housing supply was a big topic of conversation. By um, all the major parties and making promises to to find affordable housing i mean what's you what's your um your what's your viewpoint on that and what's your viewpoint on on, on supply generally
1: well i think the big topic um you know amongst most of the ca- candidates was um the housing affordability yeah in you know not just the gta but Pretty much Ontario. Yeah, right. For sure. Well, maybe,
0: maybe even nationally. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean we. I mean you know we are at a 25-year low. Yeah. Uh, for new listings. Yeah. Which is definitely an issue. Yeah. Um, when you think about it, we're only at really a month's supply of int- inventory.
0: Less than that, in fact.
1: Yeah, less than a month. Um, which is pretty crazy.
0: Norm is about four months, or seen as a, a balanced market is normally four months of inventory. Right. right. So it's, it's quite critical.
1: Yeah, right. and you know, when I was looking at some of the um, the listings uh, that had sold, um, the condo listings that had sold over like 3 million, 2 million, you know, there were definitely some condos that had been sitting on the market for maybe 100 to 150 days. Right. And surprise, surprise, uh, in the last uh, three weeks, they're starting to sell. Yeah. Because you know, people are looking to some of those listings have been sitting there for a while, yeah. um, because there's very little product out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, supply is. I mean, th- this all ladder into our conversation directly about condos and why people can feel bottom line pretty bullish about condos, although with a certain amount of caution. Um, Supply is only a conversation when there isn't enough of it, right? And the reality is that we've been struggling um, as a country with supply for such a long time. And we've gone through a COVID period where, you know, immigration is obviously over the last couple of years has been at an all time low.
1: Well, I mean, population growth is at its lowest, right, for thirty years. Um, but that said, in terms of the last three years, um, on average, it's above the twenty-year average.
0: Yeah, I know. It's slightly different, though. Slightly different world from twenty years ago. But the yeah. point is, it, it, it did when we arrived exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but I think the, I mean the the, the liberal commitment is currently around four hundred thousand uh, newcomers, newcomers yeah. each year. Um, so there'll definitely be a recovery post pandemic that will address the um, overall, you know, population growth. Yeah. I mean, there's there's as we've been talking about, there's so many visas stamped. Yeah. But people can't uh you know they can't come over
0: here so so we've got we've got a we've got a supply problem and we're going to compound that with new people so yes
1: it's definitely where
0: it's going. i mean what about i mean the, the the plans i think for uh new housing yeah, um, is it a record high at the moment
1: well yeah it's you know um new starts are at a record high of 89,000 homes yeah in ontario um, um, right? in, on, in ontario um but they, these actually are, they're mainly outside of the GTA. So if you look at Toronto, it's in line with our 20-year average of around 38,000 units. Right. Um, which are being built per year. But these are mostly in high-rises, right? Yeah. Um, now, low-rises are uh, 20, 20% below yeah. the 20-year average. Yeah. Um, so, you know, low-rise, the low-rise segment on a whole is definitely suffering. So there's going to be continued upward price pressure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a problem
0: today and in the foreseeable future, because I think the consensus is that that whilst there, it's on the agenda, there's plans in place and there's words said, it's got to materialize. And even with the plan as it is, I think the consensus is there's nowhere near enough homes being built, either high rise or low rise for that matter, to satisfy the current or future demand. So the basic supply and demand issue that we've been talking about for ages um, is set to be um, the same way for, for, for years to come. Now, I mean, the, the other side of this is obviously the, the, the financial condition that will support the overall housing stock and condos, especially, um, to, to, to experience some uh, near-term price increases. I mean, you've got the obvious stuff that we've talked about probably to boredom around interest rates and five-year bond yields and all that kind of stuff. And that's pretty much set in stone now. I mean, I, you know, there will be slow increases in interest rates for sure, but nothing that's going to uh, disrupt the, uh, the, the, the the balance here. I think some of the more interesting stuff is around, you know, what we heard a, urban nation actually this um this uh week is that the sort of debt to income Mm -hmm. um uh ratios are roughly the same actually across canada and certainly across ontario rather um over the last six years, but but debt to asset value has dropped remarkably to like fifteen percent. So people are arguably, in terms of their net wealth, are, are getting wealthier, um, and this is you know reflected, I, th- I think, in the amount of interest only mortgages that are out there, yeah. which data suggests that only 3.5% of all mortgages are interest only. Now you compare that with 1991 where it was 6.5%, meaning that more people are obviously paying off interest, uh, sorry, paying off principal on their mortgage. Um, And I guess uh, more of people's net wealth are actually tied into real estate as well. Um, Yeah, so I mean... You know, the, 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 the only thing that, that that can kind of affect the valuation of condos especially, because most of the building at the moment is high-rising, is actually, I think, more bizarrely, is cost inflation of building right now. Oh, I, wow. I know that, 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 that most developers are... Uh, uh, wrestling with the inflation of actually putting up a building. Well, um, there's
1: lumber. Lumber has been a real issue. 100%. Um, but I staffing think everything... has also been a real issue. Yeah. Um, you know, some people due to COVID, um, they felt very nervous Yeah. Um, about uh, going back to work and stuff. So, yeah, there's just been a few what, like issue after issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think building costs... The, this year the last 12 months have gone up 12 percent now you compare that to post covid building mm-hmm. inflation and that sets sort of like one to two percent for forever so they're going to have to offset this in some way so i mean what what do you think it means for you know investors with this these kind of d- dynamics in play i mean we know that the condo market is coming out of flux um you know in, and and through covid buying a condo as an investor was was not exactly an obvious proposition um, because I think, you know, there's almost like 35, 40% of uh, condo rentals registered in 2020 were were, were showing negative cash flow positions. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because the condo market is obviously more susceptible to investor money than I think the freehold market.
1: Well, there was also um, uh, a little bit of a drop in... um, Foreign investment, I think the foreign investment had gone from something like 24% to around 18%. um, Which is also in the long term not going to help our um, supply problems. Well, it's
0: hard to get get things into the resale market and Mm -hmm. out of uh, um, pre-development, pre-construction, pre-sales, right? Um, Look, I mean, the way I look at it, when I'm working with some of my investor clients and we're looking at... um, cash flow and cap rates and all that kind of stuff. And the reality is that um, rent versus carrying costs is is hard to make sense of. I mean, carrying costs. I mean, condo fees, property taxes, and mortgage payments. Now, when you're renting out, on average, at around twenty one to twenty two hundred dollars a month, and your carrying costs for most people are around you know two thousand, two thousand one hundred, the whole thing barely breaks even. Mm-hmm. I mean, we when are we look at a loan to um, value ratios? um you know the only ones that are in a cash flow positive position right now with the way that it you know the the rent and costs work are those that have put like you know have a have a, a loan to value ratio of about 80% ie the uh, the loan is 80% of the current market value anybody who is higher than that is highly likely to be in a cash flow negative position, meaning they've got to be comfortable with the loss. And I heard somewhere that a lot of investors are okay sitting yeah. right now with, you know, $500 in, 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 in loss, um, you know, in cash they flow are. on a monthly basis. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of tricky um, because you've got all of these supply and demand issues, but at the same time... Um, Investors will be looking at, you know, sort of month one and, and, and looking at maybe a cycle of investment over five years. And if it projects to be, you know, cash flow negative in year year three, you you know, they're, they're asking some questions. Um, yeah.
1: But I, th- you know, and and I know, and I know where we are, obviously, there is a lot of condo investment um, in Toronto, especially. But at the end of the day, there's also, um, I think it was something like Trep has suggested that 40% um, of buyers coming into the market in 2021 were actually going to be first-time buyers. Right. So, um, you know, those first-time buyers, of course, it's an investment, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, they're looking at it. As you know, more longer term. Of many, course, in so. many in many cases, it's their biggest
0: investment. They need to know it's going to make some right. money appreciate.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you look at um, if an, you know, if an average price for detached home is you know pretty much around one point four million. Yeah. Um, and the average price for a condo is around six hundred and ninety thousand. Yeah. You know, that's a huge difference. That's a seven hundred thousand. Uh, yeah. Spread. Price gap. Yeah. Right. But if you look at what was happening a couple of years ago, say um, August 2019, you know, the average detached home was 980,000. I know, it has gone up a lot. Um, and the average price of a condo was 580,000. Mm. Now that price gap was 400,000.
0: Yes, yeah, so it means that basically the gap has doubled in it's, the last... Yeah. Uh, two which is, years,
1: which is well, which is
0: almost doubled,
1: which is pretty insane. So yeah, you know those those first time buyers are going to, with the condo investors, fuel the condo market,
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you're talking we ha- about investors looking backwards, uh, money in condos from a real estate perspective, probably wasn't the best play. But it's going forward. And the reality is we're kind of entering an area of freehold where it's a bit untouchable for a lot of people. So um, that's the reality. People have to live somewhere and not most people, if certainly as a first time buyer, aren't able to find the the deposit and the financing arrangements that will go to, you know, paying one and a half to $1.8 million. That said, I do think that condos are, are getting back momentum. I mean, you look at the transaction levels, um, you know, in, in GTA condo sales um, in the in the last 12 months, and they represent about 26% of of transactions. Um, and the average values are starting to add, edge up. We've seen 60% of the transactions are now between 800 and 900,000. And indeed, if we're looking at um, the, you know, above, a million dollar mark for a condo, that represents actually 8.2% of the market, which is, I think, an all-time high. So the values are definitely moving up and people's tolerance of spending, you know, high hundreds, indeed, millions of dollars in condos seems to be increasing.
1: But I think the um, the gap between, um, you know, new condos mm-hmm. and resale condos is also really narrow, like really tightening yeah, on, up.
0: On the square foot basis, I yeah. believe it is, yeah. Yeah, I think in um the the gap used to be around in relatively recent history, I think if you just go back like less than a year ago, the gap used to be about 20% and now the price per square foot I think it's because resale's gone down in value over that period is now, you know, about 10% difference. And 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 and, and, and that sort of sets the stage obviously for a natural market pressure to increase new condo prices. Um yeah, I mean, sales, generally speaking, though, um, are, are now back to pre-pandemic levels, which is good news.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was, you know, it was, it was definitely, um, there was definitely a time at the beginning of this year when they were, they were, you know, was they were definitely in decline. Mm. But you know, as as we've mentioned before, come February, suddenly, yeah, things just really started to shift. Um, And I think we're going to be back where we were this time in sort of March and April in terms of the condo market where, you know, there's going to be a lot of competition. Yeah. Buyers are going to be fighting over over certain condo buildings and and, and certain product.
0: Yeah, I think the new the new condo buildings are kind of interesting because whilst you've got this um, increase in. Uh, price per square foot that's showing forward momentum I mean I think that you know you know the in the city of Toronto the average uh, price per square foot actually now is over um, uh, $1,250 and the 905 is over a thousand which are marked increases Um, and it's probably there to offset some of the inflation on building costs Mm -hmm. but um, they're marked increases um, compared to, to last year um, but what's happening is, as those are going up, you're not seeing absolute values going up at the same rate. I mean, City of Toronto, price per square foot went up 36 percent in the last year uh, and in the 905 24 percent and obviously prices haven't gone up commensurate with that and the reason is those condos have actually gone down in size in the same period so yeah. new buildings that are going to market you know they have got an average of sort of 73 square foot I believe in the you know, both the 905 and, and the and uh, central Toronto which is actually down 82 square feet compared to the same time last year meaning the condos are now 11 percent smaller so to your point if you're trying to find a good sized condo with over 700 square feet or 750 square feet in the retail market there could well be a lot of competition because the extra supply actually has got relatively smaller
1: and i think that's where the 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 market um for like studios have softened a little bit 100 percent. because and especially as you know i know we've mentioned this before but we've definitely noticed that one plus one yeah is is a hot commodity Very hot Because of the people working from home And they just th- They need that yeah. extra space um, And so I think the studios Have become a lot less attractive
0: Yeah, no, they don't In fact, I think they're down Like in terms of value and Or rental rates I can't remember what it was About 12% currently Um, I mean, the big factor for, and we'll talk a little bit about buyers at the end of this, because that's the the main thrust of this and not investors, because investors make a a minority stake of transactions. But uh, rental is supremely, and rental rates are supremely important and relevant. Uh, for for anybody who's buying a condo, because even if you're buying it to live in now, and you're 26, 27, you're thinking probably at some point you're going to be buying a house somewhere, and you may want to keep hold of it. So rental, the view on rentals is 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 super important for buyers and investors alike. I mean, what we saw in lease transactions uh, between January and July of 2020 kind of devastated the market. I mean, we didn't nobody really understood what was happening at the time that it was happening, but it took it to very low levels. I mean, it recovered obviously as we went into Q2 and Q3 of this year, um, where we saw about you know three thousand to four thousand leases per month uh, being transacted upon, and in, in in recent months, July and August. Oh, it suddenly that just did popped. A U-turn. Yeah, Even so it's like, well over we five thousand leases.
1: Multiple offers for leases. I know 5,000
0: 5, leases per month. But we have to remember that when we're talking about investment cycles, that we're still not really recovered properly because you know there were at one point in between November and January, I think there was eight thousand leases for rent that meant that it actually had a material effect on on rental rates and they would dip below in some instances below two thousand dollars um a month i mean now we're back to normal, seeing pre pre um pre-pandemic levels um and you know there's about you know 1500 leases active per month on the mls system and those rental rates as you rightly said because of multiple offers have gone back to 2300 but we're not seeing massive growth right because you know, it's good news that they've returned, but they're still eight percent below where they were in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I, I think that
1: was also to do with a lot of the students that were returning.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, and then there was a big, a bit of a rush. And
0: yeah, and I think people generally returning to the city. Yes. But, but the point is, if you're looking on a five-year horizon, the last two years haven't done rental rates much good or investors much good because, you know, as we've said at the top of this, there's a lot of people in a cash flow negative situation because those rents really mm-hmm. aren't sufficient to cover the carrying costs. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean... The other thing is, you know, is an indicator that we are recovering in in, in condo what is obviously vacancy rates. And we know those have also dropped uh, recently from a high of about six and a half percent to about 5.2 across the GTA. So we're seeing That's recovery, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just not. It's just not there yet, I don't think, for rental or, or the condo market.
1: But I but I also think there's gonna be a knock on effect in terms of uh, rental prices are gonna to have to go up because of the um cost of developing yeah the the new buildings. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, you know, definitely the investor money. Yeah. Yeah, we do need the investor money. I think it's very important. Um, you know, I know there was some talk about uh A foreign buyer ban. That'd be insane. I think that would really.
0: uh, Nothing would get built. No. It, nothing would get no. Nothing would get. It would cause. There. It would cause more yeah. issues. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to move. You wouldn't even our... be able to get rid of the um, the invest inventory that we're building currently. You know, I think that's. Uh, yeah, we we don't want to see the investor money going down, and because um, that's what the stuff that, that gets the building up, and uh, in a couple of years gets it into the resale market and just becomes part of um housing stock. So, w- what do you think all of this means for, for for the average buyer?
1: Well, I think we you know. I think August was fairly typical. Definitely compared to last year. Last last summer was very very busy because we had that pause. Yeah. In um, you know, because when COVID hit, we were fully locked down. Mm. Um, but I I really think that we are going into a fairly typical full market. Right. Um, but with our, our usual, the usual story with supply and demand, we are going to have some serious supply issues, especially yeah. across the low-rise um, segment. segment. Yeah. And, you know, when, like, you know, when we look at our notice pages on TREB, You'll see, like, okay, like twelve new listings in the um, residential resale side, right? <laughs> and then when you look at the condos, there's like forty condo listings, right? And you know it's pretty much like that every day. Yep. So, um, but I, but when I look at though, when I look at the condo sales. There are definitely a number of bidding wars. You know, the list price might be six ninety nine, and they're selling for seven fifty or eight hundred thousand. Yeah. So there is
0: appreciation happening.
1: There is definitely pricing um, increases happening across the low rise segment, and definitely over condo sales. And I think that's only going to go up. And the prediction of, um, you know, the price in, increase between. August to November Mm. being closer to 15 to 20%. I think that's going to be a fairly accurate. Yeah. prediction um i think the downsizers are doing really well out of this
0: yeah i mean it's beautiful you got a freehold and you just <laughs> simplify your life in a lovely yeah. 1500 square foot condo yeah because yeah, we know yeah, the luxury markets, market is doing market, well market forces are working you for know you. they're yeah. selling
1: their three million four million dollar property and they're moving into you know one and a half million dollar condo yeah um and you know that that um Price range in the condo market is doing exceptionally well so yeah i mean i think you know first time buyers uh, you know they're going to feel the pinch there's going to be quite a lot of competition out there
0: don't hang around too long if you've got your deposit in place start buying is probably the it's not gonna unless you're earning very big money and getting paid big quarterly bonus checks that kind of you know mean that you can hold on through the fall you probably if you've got your 10% down you probably should be looking to buy relatively soon because well yeah. we're anticipating a, an aggressive condo appreciation over the next you know, well five, co- six months. A, yeah
1: across the board you know and I you know I, I love my clients but when they say oh, I think I'm gonna wait Until the spring next year or the summer, I'm just, I feel dread because (laughs) then they're going to come back to us next spring. And like you say, unless they are getting, you know, very sizable bonuses, they're going to be priced out of the market. Yeah. So they're going to have to compromise, which either means buying something smaller in Toronto or moving outside of Toronto. Right. Yeah. Um, which they may... But, have, but
0: the, the same the same uh, forces are in effect outside of Toronto. Oh, gosh. I mean, the yeah. 905 condos are almost as expensive as the downtown right, condos yeah. and the midtown condos. That
1: gap is is, is very small. narrowing. Yeah, it's very small. So, yeah. And so, you know, I know that we definitely discuss this with our clients and tell them candidly that, you know, if you don't have to wait, let's get the show on the road.
0: Yeah, I think for investors it's interesting and I know we don't really want to talk too much about mm-hmm. investment but you know, it's a catch-22 for those guys They're either accepting a cash flow loss um, and assuming that the, the 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 appreciation on the condo will be sufficient to justify the investment or um, th- 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 there's going to be a spike in, in rental rates because you're either looking at it as a, a cap rate, a positive cap rate where you're actually normally with a good cap rate, you're cash flow positive. Um, Or you're looking at your total returns and you're taking that loss and believing that the market will go and it's kind of like Chicken and the egg, you know to a certain extent markets uh, value of condos is affected by rental rates Um, So we see how important that is or whether just basic laws as we're suggesting of supply and demand will kind of boost um, um, uh, Demand and therefore will make uh, Values go up. So it's kind of like if you're an investor You've really got to look at maybe your 10-year horizon and, and start to put appreciation in your modelling and work out what your, ret- your total returns are.
1: And I think one of the biggest pieces is that, is that, is that you know, there is this big push on immigration. Yeah. 400,000 newcomers a year. Yeah. Okay. And that has absolutely not happened. Not even talking
0: about the returning Canadians from overseas. So when well.
1: that does start <laughs> happening, because they are going after younger people, at some point, you know, the floodgates are going to
0: open. Yeah, I mean there will be a point. I mean, look, if we're if those numbers are true about just um, Canadians in Hong Kong right now, and there's half a million of them, which is the number that I've heard many times by much more sort of accredited people than myself. I think it was Ben but at CIBC, the the economist there, was saying mm. about half a million yes. uh, Canadians, uh, Hong Kong uh, who live in Hong Kong, uh, uh, due to come back. And then you compound that if the Liberals hit their promise of four hundred thousand to come to Canada. In, uh, you know, in this year, you're, you're talking about, oh Christ, you're talking about 900,000 people in a country that's 33 million. So it's, it's a substantial amount of demand that's going to be put. And you, and you know, it's going to hit Toronto, Vancouver, uh, for the most part. So yeah, it's going to be a high, high, high demand period. Yeah, for sure. All right, I don't know. I don't know if we solved anything there. We kind of. I hope we identified for you, if you've listened this far, some of the major themes and things to look out for. And uh, there's enough uh, gold nuggets in there to, to shape your thinking. But I think that's a wrap for us right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think the. You know, in a nutshell, I think the Toronto real estate market, going forward, mm. um, and I think even if we do go into a fourth wave and and lockdown over the winter. Mm. Um, I think the market is is healthy, mm. and it's going in a very p- positive direction.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think. The f- I mean, the second wave and the third wave did nothing to the economy; right. GDP <laughs> remained the same back then. So it's probably <laughs> going to do even less in the fourth wave. So it's it's kind of not immaterial, but um, yeah, not as significant from a real estate perspective as we were worried to about a year or so ago.
1: Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. We have been Ed and Cheryl Layton. (laughs) Over and out. Speak to you soon.
1: Take care.